This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. We're back on the block once again. It is the second hour of On the Block. We thank you for joining us and also for our sponsor, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Always can go down there and get a wonderful and succulent meal starting on Wednesdays. Let them know that, uh, let know, let Charles know and the crew know that we sent you from On the Block to come down there and to have a taste of the greatness that they provide in food quality. Uh, Rico, what a great section. Uh, getting off the start, yes, getting off the snide for the week is always a good feeling to get that banked first win. Talked a little bit about football and the uh, the huge trade that was made, what those impacts are. But now there's been a lot of news that's been going on. We haven't really been able to take it on. I think it's time for us to kind of discuss it a little bit. Uh, J.J. Redick kind of exposed it a little bit. Now you're hearing guys like uh, Stephen A. Smith. You're hearing a lot of former players uh, starting to chime in and tap in on it. Um, you know, me being a former player, I, I, I want to move it beyond not just what he said, but I want to go also, um, you know, we're not going to make this, a, a, you know, a he and she, a one-sided issue, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a, a have a racial issue or component to it. We're not, that's not where we're, we're bringing it from. Nope. But I really want to talk about the the debate, the European debate, and also how us as Americans are searching and looking and hunting for the crossover. I mean, we talk about the crossover we have regularly um, here on, on, on 93.7 The Ticket, but I'm talking about the change of the guard. Mm-hmm. Your Kevin Durant's are getting on, your LeBron James, your Chris Pauls are getting older. Um, you know, you can go on down the list. And, and the NBA is searching. They are hunting. They are looking for who's next up. You know, when Jordan transferred it over, obviously LeBron and that crew, Durant, that crew, Kobe. they were able Kobe, that crew, they were able to take it on. Went and from Magic and Magic and Bird to Jordan. Yeah. Jordan to to, to Shaq and Kobe yeah. and Kobe and Shaq to LeBron. LeBron's carried that mantle for so long. He's kind of been sharing it a little bit with with some of the guys who who don't want to be the face of the friend who don't want to be the faces of the NBA with a Dirk Nowitzki, a Tim Duncan, you know, some guys like that. You know, just the Spurs trio was kind of a face of the NBA, but none of them were really like standouts, you know, superstars in right. their own rights like, you know, out there talking to the media doing whatever. So it was LeBron James league for the longest time, but he's I, I don't know how many how many more years he has left. He's defying father time already as it is, but how many more years does he have left? Who's going to be the new face of the NBA? The NBA like you said is searching and wondering and waiting for that person to take the mantle. But right now, the people taking the mantle aren't from America. <laughs> that part. And and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, obviously starting back with the Dream Team, when you're talking about international play 
and just the dominance that that dream team and then the falling off of the American teams that had lost, I think, for almost four years mm-hmm. of international ball until they they had the new dream team, which was LeBron and, you know, Kobe and Braun, Durant, Kobe, Wade, Durant, Mello, Mello, all that crew. And they ended up kind of re- Dwight. Re- he might have been in there. Maybe. Yeah. That crew kind of took it back. But uh, it got to a point where the Europeans were no longer afraid. They were no longer scared. Now, let's mm-hmm. talk about the dynamic of that. There's one in particular that this debate had been sparked over, and that young man's name is Nikola Jokic, the Joker. There's a song that, uh, that uh, uh, Naughty by Nature had called Yoke the Joker. And, you know, he's been yoking the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, the, I think the down service of, of, of the Joker's a greatness is because he plays out west. He's in a small market. You don't get to see him as much as you do some of the higher higher profile, uh, you know, NBA market teams. Um, but what he was able to do without with losing a number two, his number two is Jamal Murray. Yep. Um, there's just there's been a hodgepodge of just solid players that they've had, but Jamal Murray is a clear number two for them, right? Um, when he goes down then he still is putting up the numbers that he's putting up. Let's just look at like one. He went down in the in the bubble, right? In the bubble. Yeah, he went down in the bubble. So that was the 20, 20. 2020, 2021 season or the 2019, 2020 season? I believe it was the 2020, 2021 season. Okay. Well, so after that, so he goes down in the 2020, 2021 NBA No, you might be right. No, it might have been. It was 1920. It was Yeah, because the numbers were long. Yeah, he didn't play the 2020, 2021 season, right? Yeah. So in that season, uh, Jokic wins his first MVP. 26 points, 10 re- 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. Just kind of like the beginning of what you can see as as you know him taking over the offensive reins for the Denver Nuggets. He goes on to win another MVP, 27, 14, and 8. Again, and then now this season, he's at 25, 25 10, and 12. Triple double. Triple. He's aver- been averaging, averaging a triple double this season as a, as a center. In the NBA, uh, doing that thing for for you know the Denver Nuggets. While also, this is the thing that he's shooting sixty three percent from the field. That part, forty two percent from three or forty one percent from three, eighty one percent from the free throw line. So you you're just looking at one season. I'm just looking. This is just now, this. That's season. just this season. So you look at the consistency of what he's built. He's been a career 82% shooter. He's a career 35% from three as a center. He's a career 55%. And his assist to turnover ratio in his career is six to three, which is two to one as a center. Mm hmm. So and that's crazy because as a center, or seven to three. Yeah, as a center, you're kind of expecting, you know, maybe more turnovers, but he's, ha- he's handling the ball. Every single possession, the offense runs through him. Facts. It doesn't right. Jamal Murray. You talk about Derek Walker. Yeah, (laughs) Derek Walker bottles the game after Nikola Jokic. The only problem is Nikola Jokic is seven feet tall. That part. Uh, But you're talking about Jamal Murray finally being back and being able to be that number two for the Denver Nuggets. But still, the offense runs through the Joker. Yes. So let's look at the 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 most the closest comparison that you have is probably Joel Embiid. Right. Mm -hmm. Seven foot. He's averaging 33 points a game, 10 rebounds, but four assists, and only shooting 54%. 54%. Right? Um, his three-point shooting numbers are very comparable. So you can say there's a comparable. He's shooting a career 34% for a center, mm-hmm. but he's under 50% from two. 
Yeah. With that size, that physicality, that bi- that body. He can back anybody in the NBA down, but he's shooting under 50% from, from the field. And he's more athletic. Oh, easily. Foot, foot-wise than Jokic. Easily. Okay, so we, we, we're, we're, we're in agreement with that. His assist numbers are three assists a game, but the turnovers are three. So he's one-to-one. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're talking about that aspect, so okay, that's the closest comparison. Then you look at one of the most dominant fi- figures, but look at who's now, now. Now say what you will, Joel Embiid, he's not American though. No, he's from Cameroon. He, yeah. So let's so let's still keep not that. American. If so you're you looking at the most you, dominant players in the NBA, if you want to transfer it over, he's not he's not even still American not. either. So let's go to the next one, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Still not American, but but then but then here's another part of it. Games played, mm, that's a big one. Look at look at Embiid's games played. It's not a lot. You got to remember he he did miss his first two full seasons in the NBA with his foot injury. You know, trust the process and all that stuff. Um, but lately, so last season he played in 68 games. Come Compare on. that to Nikola Jokic's 74. Come on. This year, uh. Joel has played in 54 games. Compare that to Nikola Jokic's 60. Yeah. If you want to talk about the MVP race, the most important part of being a valuable asset to your team is availability. availability. Is availability. If you are Mm -hmm. available for your team more often than not, that makes you more valuable as an asset, not only to your team, but to the league. Because when people show up, when people show up to Denver Nuggets games, they know Nikola is going to play. Mm-hmm. They pull up to if they pull up to a Sixers game, I don't know if Joel is going to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to take. If it, is it the the second game of a back to back? He's not playing. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the 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 third game in in four days? Probably not playing. Like it's load it's one of those management. load management. Miss me with that when you're talking about Jokic, right? No, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. And he's I'm one playing. of the and the thing is he's one of the bigger players in the NBA. He's not only seven. He's Okay, this has him at 6'11". He's 7 feet tall. He's a 7-footer. He's 284 pounds. Compare that to Joel Embiid, 7 feet, 280 pounds. Very comparable. Nikola Jokic, not as athletic as Joel Embiid, stays on the ground a lot more. A lot of layups, not a lot of dunking. He doesn't Mm -hmm. dunk that much. Yeah, I think they said that there are some point guards. I think Steph Curry has more dunks in his career than Nikola Jokic does. He doesn't dunk. He doesn't get up above the floor. That might also contribute to him not getting hurt, but that's just smart. That's just him using his brain. He's seven feet. He could dunk easily if he wanted to. Chooses not to. He doesn't yeah. need to. Yeah. He's going to lay it up. It's fine. He's over everybody. He's, he's okay. But, again, very comparable in size, yet he plays so many more games than Joel Embiid does. Facts. And, and I used to tell people all the time, I, I used to bang on people's heads as much as, much as anybody's, but I, I told them, they, they, I said, listen, it's only two points. I said the 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 running around I have to do and chasing Allen Iverson, chasing Reggie Miller, chasing uh, uh, ch- chasing Ray Allen, uh, chasing Rip Hamilton, chasing mm-hmm. uh, you know the <laughs> likes of all that I had to run running off pick and rolls with John Stockton and Malone. Uh, let me lay this ball up and get back on defense and, and just mm-hmm. save and preserve that energy just real quick. He preserves energy very well. He's very efficient, and so when you looked at that, right? So then you look at Giannis. It's the same thing. 
Giannis, Giannis is just he's hasn't been around as long or earlier in his career mm-hmm. when he was establishing himself. Yes, his numbers were always there at the top, and then it's kind of started to fall off. Injuries are starting to take effect, but then look at how he plays: style of play, running, jumping, leaping, banging, all of that stuff is 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 can 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 put a damper on him. And then the only the 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 next up in line on the American side of things, you got who they're trying to promote. You're trying to promote. Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. Ja Morant now has the situation that he has. Then who's the next guy they're trying to promote who's injury prone? Down in the Pelicans. Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. He hasn't played a full season. Hasn't been around. Played, I think at most half a season. Who then next? We had the text. Somebody on the text line gives us a couple names. Jason Tatum. Okay. Devin Booker. I. <laughs> they okay. have been around and they are... They are stars in this league. And see, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. This could be, ooh, you, you can call it a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But let's, 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 because the NBA has gone so woke in the way that they do, mm-hmm. they're doing things. And they're in the, in the mm-hmm. way that you can just see it by yeah. the way that they're doing things, okay? It's not conducive, potentially, for them to have the light-skinned wonders. <laughs> right? Tatum, Booker, why aren't they not being promoted more? Uh, Tatum's in a, Tatum's in a, top, in a big market. top market. Big market. But he's not getting the push like some of the others. And I'm like, wait a minute, why? That's a good question. I'm just throwing it out there. I could be wrong. Super woke. Is it? Is it because he shares this? He, he's not – you can call him the superstar of Boston, which would be pretty easy. But he shares the stage with Jalen Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. It's two of them. It's mm-hmm. not one. It's not this guy carries this team. Without this guy, you are nothing. Jalen Brown has proven that he can he can lead that team as well in, in the absence of a of a of a Jason Tatum. Yeah. Is that a reason why Devin Booker? He was doing nothing but losing until Chris, Chris Paul, Paul got came. there. Mm-hmm. So without Chris Paul. Maybe it's one of those where they're like, okay, once Chris Paul steps down, if Devin Booker can continue doing what he's doing, yeah, sure, he put up a 60-burger once. But guess what? I'm pretty sure they lost that game before Chris Paul got there when he dropped that 60-point performance on whoever it was. Pretty sure they lost that game. He scores like no other. But the man can't win games without Chris Paul. Yeah. I think Tatum is I think Tatum is somebody to look for. I personally do. I think he's one to keep your eyes on. But, But now let's get into this real quick while we got a little bit more time. Why? Why is it that overseas European players... Now, listen, you have another unicorn on the way. Mm-hmm. Victor Wimbenyamba. The Frenchman. Beware. That young fella is everything and more if he can stay healthy. It's watch, be it, watch yourself. Okay. I mean, the easy comparison for me with Victor is a guy who doesn't want to admit that he's seven feet tall. <laughs> he don't play like it. Kevin Durant. Yeah. He don't play like no. it. No. He plays every bit like Kevin Durant with... with a little the bit young, more dog and defense. The OKC Kevin Durant. Yes. That's yes. Wembenyama. Yes, that part. That's what he reminds me of. So that's that's scary because OKC Kevin Durant was a problem. Yes, facts. So let's talk about how we got there. So here's the dynamic. I'm going to throw this out. Sutter Heyman text line. Also, join into this debate if you want. May, uh, we don't have a producer in there to, to take a call. It'll be all right. You call in. We'll just bring you over. But here's just the thing. Nice. I want to throw this, this counteractive debate out. Okay. You know, fit the scales. And I want you to, 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 to say I'm wrong or, or put your point in. Okay. Um, a lot of NBA players, one, are leaving really early before their time. And if you go back and look – 
prior to the one and done system, there was the ability to go straight from high school to college. Mm -hmm. I would submit that there were more misses in that forum Mm -hmm. than there were hits. Your Kevin Garnett's a hit. Your Kobe Bryant's a hit. Your LeBron James is a hit. Dwight Howard. Your Dwight Howard is a hit. J.R. Smith is a kind of mm, not really like he's a he was a solid of. player, but he I, he wasn't you know he was he wasn't a lottery pick. He was a first round pick, but I think he was somewhere in the twenties. But but let, let, let so so even staying on that hit, I'm going to say though, mm-hmm. even with that, those individuals didn't really hit their stride until you can track it about three years into the league. Mm-hmm. KG maybe two. He was a freak. He was a freak. He was a freak. KG was a freak. That's that's just a fact. Jermaine O'Neal was oh, another yes, one. Yes, yes. Hit his stride, but used, it was like once he got traded from Portland, got over to Indiana, boom. That was and That it. was about three years. Mm-hmm. So if you can track it, you can track the average was probably about three years, three years to include Kobe, right? Okay. So you stay or you go and play. Most of those guys that are doing G League work right now, they're probably – in. that's what's – kind of made the three-year window kind mm-hmm. of happen where they can put them in those G League programs, get them in a couple years of season for pros. But here's the difference. The AAU system, I personally think, has corroded and made the NBA system. Look at Jalen. Jalen, What's his name down in Houston? Jalen. Uh, no, he was. Was Jalen Duran? No. No, the, 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 the high jumping, dunking on everybody. Oh, I don't know his last name. Gosh darn it! Help me on the text line. He's down at Houston. He's one of the, uh, you know, the young the young players that's leading that 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 team to the to Jaylen, the uh, grave. I know exactly who you're talking about. <clears throat> so anyway, Green. Yes, Jalen Green. Green. Thank you, Jalen Green. Hey, thank you, Husker Soft, Jalen Green. So listen, those type of guys are very adept at one on one basketball. They're very adept at open court basketball. They're not adept in team fundamental sound spacing defense all of that stuff where should you be they can get the buckets right S- knowing where they're going to be knowing where guys are going to be if you drive all of those things they're not adept at that mm-hmm. right but the european players are mm-hmm. because they're taught one they don't play uh every day every weekend five six games on on a weekend 10 games on a weekend they don't, they don't do that they don't have six games one day yeah they they practice fundamentally, developly, and then they might play once or twice a week. Yeah. And they don't get to go into so in their in their young leagues, they don't even get to play in their like uh their like school systems and team systems until they're a certain age. Mm-hmm. I think it's thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, something like that. Right? And then they can go professional at sixteen. 16. But when they go, if you look at the statistics from some of those European players, when they're 16, when they're 17, they're playing over in Europe, they're getting five, six, seven, eight minutes a game. Right. They're not playing a lot because they're not they're not quite ready to go up against those adults, except for the the the, the, the really good players like Luka, like Jokic, where they're mm-hmm. playing you know double digit minutes a game. But even then, they're not playing a lot. Their statistics might not jump out to you. Even Giannis, when, when you, he first came over, didn't but, jump out at you. But when you watch the game, yeah. when you watch them play, that's what the scouts are looking at. That's what the scouts are freaking out about. Is because when they do have time to play, when they do have time to go up against grown men at 16, 17 years old. 
they are giving them fits yeah. because they know how to play the game. They know where to be defensively. They know how to cut without the basketball. They know how to set picks correctly and and hold that pick and then roll or or pop out and and take that shot. They know everything inside and out about the game and not just getting the ball and going one-on-one. Yeah, sure, some of them aren't the greatest going one-on-one with players. That's what, you know, Giannis for the longest time, although he was a freak of nature, didn't have the dri- didn't have the ball handling skills. Mm-hmm. You get on the ball, he wasn't really able to do anything. It was mostly off the dribble. You get on the ball, he goes straight to the basket and dunks on somebody. Mm-hmm. Now he's developed more of a, of a dribble package. He can kind of get around people now. He's got his little post fade. He's got a couple more moves that he's added to his arsenal. But in terms of when he first got here, he was able to cut without the ball. He was able to get to the basket without the ball, set picks, play, play in Inspired defense. defense, despite how small he was. Luca was the same way. He was a little overweight, a little portly, but he knew exactly where everybody on the court was going to be at mm-hmm. whatever specific instance. He didn't mm-hmm. hold the ball too long. He wasn't trying to go one-on-one. He does that a little bit more now, but he wasn't trying to do that, and he's still dishing it out to everybody. Nikola Jokic, he gets the ball at the high post, and he immediately eyes up looking for somebody cutting. He's not looking to score right away. He is looking to facilitate and get everybody else the the touches so then everybody can get going and then he can do his little awkward hook shot that somehow goes in every time. They are more adept at the small portions of the game that are kind of being forgotten in the AAU system because it's more focused on individuality and showmanship. Mm -hmm. As much as as it pains Mm -hmm. me to say that, the AAU circuit has gone to, you know, single player action where I'm going to cross you up Instagram fame. I'm going to drop you mm-hmm. I'm going to hit this three in your face or I'm going to dunk it on your friend and then I'm going to run down the court and I'm going to let you know what I just did mm-hmm. whereas in the European way they're just getting the ball passing it getting it around getting it around scoring the ball getting back and playing defense that part so that's the dom- that's the thing that you have now I I, I want to say <laughs> I want to say it was interesting that Kendrick Perkins cut off. Why did he only stop at 90, 1990? It's a good question. Um, because that then put Dirk into the system. He also said they were, you know, the top 10, uh, weren't the top 10 scores. But you have to, you have to, there, you could, you could debate that one of Nash's was probably one that you could have went with Kobe or somebody else, but the impact that he had his, on those his Phoenix, second one. his second one, the impact that he had on those Phoenix Suns teams. When we talk about the the criteria of uh, of a, of a true NBA player, he literally made Amari Stoudemire. Yes, he seven literally seconds or less. made Sean Marion. Like, 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 no, no, they're good players. They're great players. That's nothing to to take away from them. But the way that he was able to elevate their game with his style of play, okay, mm-hmm. Dirk, with what he was able to do in coming back and the way that he led his team, Dirk was a solo was a solo solo act solo act, mm-hmm. and got it. So you you question that however you will, but where he cut off ninety, the reason he cut off ninety is because he was trying to allude to it being not being a top ten scorer in the league, mm-hmm. but there was an MVP. Before that, that was not a top 10 player before 90, and his name was Magic Johnson. So he was trying to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of keep him out of the conversation because Magic did kind of what Steve Nash was doing in that he Led was— Led the offense. He wasn't looking to score. Right. It's—I it's, am in no way comparing these two, okay? There, there's where Magic you find— Magic Johnson, Nikola Jokic. Right! 
So this is where you find him. Not looking to score the ball, looking to set everyone up and scoring when the opportunity presents itself. Not Magic Johnson was very athletic, mm-hmm. but wasn't dunking on everybody. Mm-hmm. He's making, taking the easy play. If I can lay it up, I'm going to lay it up. I don't have to dunk it on you. Yeah. I can if I wanted to. I'm a 6'7 I'm a six, point six, eight. guard, 6'8 point guard. I can, do what six, I, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to lay it up because it's easier. And if I lay it up, I can keep running and get around and get back on defense, lock you down, get the ball, pass it behind my head, pass it behind my head to somebody else who's going to dunk it on you. So that's where I've come to the conclusion, Rico. That's why I feel the way I feel. I think he's worthy of a another MVP. Just alone, his longevity, his IQ. They're the top team by far. They've lost three games in a row and still the clear top team in the toughest conference, mm-hmm. the Western Conference, and the, got, the, the conference that's gotten not only better with the addition of uh, Durant and, and, Kyrie. and Kyrie and others coming over. Um, but but listen, I, I don't even want to – I just want a quick shout-out to what Sacramento Kings are absolutely doing. They're surprising everybody. But guess that who's helping impressive. to lead that team? Mike Brown. Sabonis. Oh. Who's another one of them? Well, look at it. I'm just saying, but look, say what you will. I'm just putting it out there. Shout-out real quick. I want you to – if you're on the stream, shout-out to my guy, Corey Blunt, former NBA player with us, part of the fraternity – Played with uh, Nick Van Exel there with those great Cincinnati teams with Huggins. This is his line. Graduate. We're going to have him on the, the show this week. I'm, I'm hoping maybe tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest. We're going to talk some NCAA. Obviously, the tournament is coming up. Just to get his perspective on that, check out Graduate. Um, he'll be joining us. And uh, he just has a lot of slogans with, with regards to focusing on the kids. And I think that's important. I think I think that with NIL, I think that with a lot of these opportunities now, with like guys like Mikey, um, uh, the 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 YouTube sensation. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name. I can't remember his last name. Making almost three million dollars, and he ain't even went to college yet. <laughs> you know, off of Instagram and and you know his YouTube stuff. Yep. But these kids don't have this in mind. Like, look. Some people, some of the greatest entrepreneurs didn't graduate. So it's not a say that you need to. But I think that's one of the greatest gifts that no one can ever take away from you. And I'm glad that I was able to do it. And that's to go and get your education. So shout out to those that did it. Because at the end of the day, these legs don't last long. You may lose it. You may tear it up. Then what do you have to fall back on? So um, we're going to talk to him about that uh, in the next day or two. So be listening out to when we'll have that come on. Anything else, Rico? Final thoughts? Uh, no, I just it's it's really interesting how the NBA is is trying to force uh, a player of a more American-born descent to be the face of the league when the game has gone global. Yeah. You can make a non-American-born player the face of the league and not lose any sleep. Nobody nobody in the United States is going to say, oh, I'm not going to watch the NBA because Nikola Jokic is the face. No, people like watching Nikola Jokic. He's a, he's, it's funny to watch him because he's a seven-footer who's a little pudgy, who's 280 pounds, but he makes everything he does look smooth. Until he tries to score, then it looks a little awkward. But 
it's it's fun to watch. Again, another non-American born, Joel Embiid, just dominates people. Just extremely physical. Is going to do whatever he can to get to the basket and dunk on you. Giannis Antetokounmpo, fast, long, lanky. All of these guys not born in America and are so much fun to watch. It doesn't have to be an American-born player to be the face of your league. I just personally hate that um, you know Kendrick went there and made it a, a, a racial issue as opposed to looking at the way that the production and the way that these young men have got it got got the job done, and he's getting the job done for the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Oh, we've got to get um we've got to get out of here. We'll have uh, Brian Munson. I think I'll be able to connect with him shortly and have him on. If if not, we'll come back and talk some more right here on the block after this. <laughs> 